1: always ready for rapid fire
2: let's do this all right let's do it fill in the blank it's blank that after beating north carolina two weeks ago and byu this week notre dame is still unranked and behind both of them in both the ap and coaches polls this week
1: it's appropriate i mean i hate to say it but it's appropriate because neither one of them lost to marshall and that is what that is the anchor that is holding notre dame down and i They're obviously better than North Carolina. They're better than BYU. They beat them both on the field. The problem is North Carolina has won every one of their other games by a lot. Like, they're scoring. Drake May is is like a dark horse Heisman candidate for what he's doing. It's like they forget about the Notre Dame game. And the 28-20 to score of the BYU game is not indicative of how that game went. And so that's what people are looking at. And they have a bigger win right now in Baylor than Notre Dame. You know what I mean? So I get it. I don't like it. I get it. But Notre Dame will have opportunities moving forward to to leapfrog both of them if they take care of the business that they need to take care of.
2: What's crazy, and I realize BYU has a nice win over Baylor. And basically Notre Dame's best win right now is over BYU. BYU got 82 votes in the coaches' poll. Notre Dame only got 13 right after they just played each other in Notre Dame won on a neutral site.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: It is. And they both have two losses for that, you know. So it's like I guess four and two compared to three and two. But you know, it's it's just like that's like typical coaches poll stuff. But then North Carolina, I saw by beating Miami, they jumped up 15 spots into that number 25 spot. And again, Notre Dame just beat him two weeks ago. Their only loss is to Notre Dame. And they there made him look are. bad. They're number 25. I mean,
1: yeah. they made North Carolina look bad. They made Drake May look bad. Drake May's look great. Uh, and I hope I'm saying his name right, but he's been, he has been. Yeah, Drake May. Yeah, okay. He's been really good in every other game. And Notre Dame made him look pedestrian, right? And, yeah. but they get no credit for that right now, you know, uh, because North Carolina's only loss is Notre Dame and Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Like the Marshall loss is just, man, it's the ball and chain for this team, and I get it, I understand it. You can't, you can't lose to Marshall at home. You can't. No, and
2: that's, you know, and I said, you know, because we talked about this last week. Would they be ranked if they won this game? Would they not? I thought it was going to take them a few weeks. I was saying three. Now they're, you know, they're inching closer. So maybe a resounding win this week. You can't look bad against this Stanford team and think sure. they are going to get right. ranked, you know. But like. You look in the AP and the others receiving votes again. Carolina has 98 votes this week. Notre Dame has 58 votes. BYU has 61. So at least Notre Dame doesn't like. The media typically is going to spend more time, you know, looking at at things like who beat who and that kind of stuff than right. the coaches, because you know the coaches either have like an SID putting their poll together for them and the and the coach just signs off on it or you know, if the coach actually is doing it, he's obviously not spending that much, you know, looking at head to heads and all this different stuff. But right, I just, right. I do think it's funny that, that Notre Dame literally has head to heads with teams that are right in front of them, head to head victories with teams right in front of them in the polls and they're sitting behind them right. in both cases. But, you know, again, like it's encouraging that I think they win a couple more games. They're going to be in there. And then the big thing is here in a few weeks, what comes out. The first college football playoff yeah. rankings, you know, and, and that's the one that, that matters.
1: And obviously. and Notre Dame could they, they could very well sneak into that one. I mean, the the playoff committee is the one that puts out the top 25, and they have always given Notre Dame a lot of respect. It's hard with the Baylor loss. I mean, the the Marshall loss, sitting there staring him in the face. I get it. But Notre Dame has opportunities on their schedule to make waves. They've got Clemson, they got USC, they have opportunities. They have to take advantage of those opportunities. If they don't, then they are who we thought they were. Yeah, and
2: you know, like you were just saying, you can't lose to Marshall. I think that that weighs them down as much as beating BYU props right. them up at yes, this point. Because, I agree with that. You know, it's it's one thing. You know, it's like the 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 line at the end of Saving Private Ryan. Earned this. You know, it's like it's like if if Marshall had beaten Notre Dame and then earned their place by continuing to win, it would be a completely different story. The loss doesn't look as bad, but the fact that Marshall is has right. not been good since beating Notre Dame really hurts Notre
1: Dame. Yes, it hurts them very badly uh, because Marshall is not playing well, and they are getting beat, and it, it, it does not bode well for Notre Dame. It just makes it even worse.
3: Yeah, exactly. If you love drinking coffee every morning, you have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the country. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. Trade partners with the nation's top rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love, fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. And you get to support small local businesses, which is a win win. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make coffee at home. My wife likes a dark roast with full flavor, and every brand we've tried has lived up to the billing. Whether it's the Big City Blend from Joe's Coffee, the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, or the Holmes Blend from Sparrows, every cup has not only had a pleasing aroma while brewing, but also a rich, full taste. So whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash irish.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: Fill in the blank. It's blank that, according to tweets from people at Saturday's Shamrock Series game, Allegiant Stadium ushers were trying to kick out Notre Dame students for doing push-ups after Irish touchdowns.
1: Didn't we have this discussion after the Fiesta Bowl? The Fiesta Bowl. Yes. Exact. I
2: thought the exact same thing as soon as I saw this.
1: Yeah. And so is that? It must be an NFL thing. Like, sorry the no fun league, it's the NFL. So you can't have fun on the field. You can't have fun in the stands. Like, look, if they break their neck, that's on them. Okay. You know, and they can have a special Notre Dame rule, a caveat that if you do pushups and you break your neck, that's on you. You know, I, I, I realize that everybody's worried about litigation and everything else, but come on, man, that is a tradition at Notre Dame. It was technically a Notre Dame home game and you can't do pushups. Come on. Come That's on. That's what I did.
2: Because it's a Notre Dame thing. It obviously, you know, I think Notre Dame students, Notre Dame fans know it. You after a touchdown, the students do push-ups. And the fact that you're right, it's like it, it's supposed to be a Notre Dame home game on the road. And then so the students show up and they can't do push-ups. And like the fact that it happened at the like the Fiesta Bowl, okay. Technically, it's you know it's it's, it's a neutral field a, or whatever. They don't have yep. to let you do. I get it. Whatever, but it's it's odd. You know, I yes. I, I wonder I wonder if NFL stadiums just have stricter rules for that. You know, because I've never seen people. I've been to a few NFL games. I've never seen people doing pushups at uh, at NFL games. And Tyler says only for
1: students. So, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've still got people jumping in asking about <laughs> upon further review. Eight o'clock tonight. They were late mm-hmm. getting their uh, their game film, and mm-hmm. so eight o'clock tonight, you'll get upon further review. One of the most popular shows on this here channel.
1: It's a great show. I, I that's one of my favorite ones to do. Uh, it's a lot of fun because we we usually we break down the film and we pull up pull up uh, you know slideshows and Brian gets crazy with his marker and it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: I've I. Tried to listen to one, and it wasn't as enjoyable, I don't think, as if I was watching.
1: I can imagine that that would be the case. (laughs) Yes. That's right. Right. (laughs) Makes sense.
2: Talking about play-by-play and and stuff like that. Video versus audio. Yeah. So Marcus Freeman today called the Stanford game with Notre Dame a rivalry game. Do you buy (sighs) or sell that? I heard him say that.
1: Let's not make things up. I mean, I realize there's a trophy involved right? And, you know, there's the argument that every team that plays Notre Dame makes it their rivalry game. Look, this is not a rivalry, okay?
2: You you mean the Legends trophy doesn't mean anything, Vince? uh, Not to me. me?
1: Now, I always want every trophy that's available, right? When you have these trophies, these traveling trophies, I want every one of them. I don't want any of the podiums to be empty, right? So from that aspect, it's important, but it's not a rivalry game. It's a game that you play every year, which needs to go away by the way, but it's a game you play every year because you want to get into California. Right. And and you have somewhat like-minded academic goals. So if they started playing Vanderbilt, would that be a rivalry game? You know, <laughs> it's not a rivalry. Stanford dominated Notre Dame for a little while, and ever since then Notre Dame has dominated Stanford. It is not a rivalry game. Stop it. Stop it. Don't even I pretend. completely
2: agree. I completely agree. If it was a real rivalry game, they would actually sell the damn thing out when they go to Stanford. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, they, and they don't. Not even close. They don't. The only game they sell out out there is the, you know, the the game. Yes. The, the Cal Stanford game. That right. is the only game that sells out at Stanford, I believe. You know, just just based on what I've seen when you look at at their attendance, it is horrible. These, you know, Programs have alternated over the years in terms of you know really good and you know average and you know Stanford is very down right now. But I you know I I think it's going to be hard for Notre Dame to get up for this game this week. Yeah, it is just not a rivalry game. It is not USC. You know like the only like USC right now is the only true rivalry game Notre Dame has left on the schedule. Correct. Navy.
1: You it's know, not a rivalry They've game. been
2: playing it forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still, it's like, to me, it's like one of those games that was still more about the other team. Because, like, even when Michigan State and Purdue were on the schedule every year, just what you were saying, those games meant more to yes. those schools than they did to Notre Dame. And it's it's, you know, I don't even know what this means to Stanford.
1: You Absolutely. Like,
2: if you go to USC, you hate Notre Dame. I know right. that. Yes. I don't. I don't know what people at Stanford hate. <laughs> you know, like gigabytes I, or I, I don't. I don't know.
1: You know, I. You're abs- I. I consider bandwidth. I consider Purdue and Michigan State to be bigger bigger rivals to Notre Dame than Stanford. I and and uh, Macostro says the 2012 edition was pretty good, it right? Was. But one one game does not a rivalry make. Thank you. Right? That, that that doesn't. Yes, that was a great game. And, you know, it was the last second, it was in the rain, the last second win by Notre Dame, no doubt about it, but that does not make it a rivalry. That makes that a good game, but it's not a rivalry. That's exactly right.
2: I just don't buy it as a rivalry. Legends trophy or not. I just, yeah, Stanford is not a rivalry game. It is a game that happens to be on the schedule every year because of what you said. They want to get to California Right, And they've used it to alternate with USC. And there are
1: other ways to get out to the West Coast. It is time to replace Stanford on the schedule. It's time.
2: Fill in the blank. It's blank that Brian Kelly just donated a million dollars to help renovate LSU's athletic training room and football operations. It is the largest donation by a sitting
1: head coach in LSU history. It tells me a couple of things. Number one, he's getting paid too much, so he has a million dollars to spend. Number two, it it means that I thought he went to LSU because they had better facilities and everything was better, and now he has to put his own money out to make it better? I know. Where was the million dollars when he was here to go get a year-long chef or whatever he was missing at Notre Dame?
2: This is like, as a teacher, you should identify with this. Like, you've got to buy your own supplies, (laughs) right? Or, like, as a baseball coach, I don't know how much of my own Uh, money I invested as a high school baseball coach into buying things for the team. It's like, you are at LSU now, and supposedly all these advantages were coming to you when you went there. And now you're giving the money?
1: Joke. Hilarious.
2: Where's. Where's the upgrade to the Goog that you were bitching about for years that never came?
1: Right, you didn't have a million dollars to throw into the yeah. renovation to the Goog. Like, they could have gotten a lot further with a million dollars. Bought that
2: new house instead, I yeah. guess. Mm. You know, that it was it was more important to buy the house when he was at Notre Dame, but now, yeah, we're doing athletic training room, <laughs> million dollars at LSU,
1: hilarious. Well, and you know, when did that go public? Was it after the loss? Or was it before the loss? The most it might have been one. after that. That, that <laughs> is he searching for some goodwill at this point,
2: or? we got our butts kicked by Tennessee. Here's a million dollars. A
1: million dollars.
2: Go go build a kitchen for the private <laughs> chef.
1: <laughs> Hilarious.
2: No kidding. I didn't think about that.
1: Oh man. I mean, he's struggling right now, and I'm I'm here for it. So, and it doesn't get any easier. His schedule does not get nope. any easier, fellas. And I, I think a I lot of
2: people are, are here for it, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you hear all this stuff about Deion Sanders this weekend?
1: <laughs> I actually did uh, hear about it. So this is a fun topic.
2: This is crazy. So Deion Sanders, <clears throat> of course, he's the Jackson State head coach. He beats Alabama State Saturday. So, Alabama State head coach Eddie Robinson, not related to the legendary Eddie Robinson, by the way. I found I was wondering
1: about that. i researching
2: this topic. I, I assumed something. right away it was because it's actually Eddie Robinson Jr., but he's not related. Oh, okay. That guy, completely different. Right. Eddie Robinson, he is the son of, apparently. So, Dion shakes Eddie Robinson's hand, or Eddie Robinson shakes Dion's hand, whichever way you want to look sure. at it. But Dion. Tries to go in for the for the bro hug after the handshake, and Eddie Robinson's having none of it. Eddie, Eddie, like not only he he didn't even give Dion this, you know, the 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 Heisman, he just is like throwing his arm off and and he's walking away when when Dion tries to go in for the hug. So Robinson <laughs> said at his press conference that Sanders was disrespectful in the media during the week in the lead up to the Alabama State game it was alabama state's homecoming and dion's like this is a money game you know because jackson state draws eyeballs they're going to pack people in the stadium and all this different kind of stuff so eddie was mad because of dion being disrespectful so where do you stand on all this from from post-game coaches etiquette to the disrespect and everything else
1: Honestly, if if there's a side to take in this, I'm gonna side with Eddie Robinson. To be honest with you, I look. I am all for a handshake when the game is over. I'm all for it. I, I don't have to hug you. Like I don't. I I, I can tell you right now, there there is a, there's a coach, uh, you know that, that I dislike greatly, who is a head baseball coach uh, okay. in in the area. Okay, may or may not have taken over for you. <laughs> I'll shake his hand every time, every time, but I will not bro hug him. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I will Heisman that every time, man, because we're not friends. Let's not pretend that we are. I will shake your hand. Hey, good game, whatever, but I'm okay with it. And if he's holding a grudge because of some of the things that Dion said, which I get, you know, he's probably the underdog and, you know, all of this, and they got beat on homecoming. Hey, man, I'll shake your hand, but I'm not hugging. And I'll let you know why too.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. Like, and Eddie Robinson doesn't have to give a reason why he doesn't want to bro hug Dion. That's, that's
1: true, too. <laughs> you know, a- absolutely.
2: It's you know, like you said, the etiquette is the nice and cordial thing, you know, we we our teams line up from each other, we line up across the field from each other, we go at it for three hours at the yep. end of the day when it's all said and done. We put whatever disagreements we might have, even if we're going to do the drive-by handshake. We do the drive-by yep. handshake. We do that. You know, we we, we make the little public gesture. Anything right. after that is is overkill and optional. You know, yes. like, if if you're not my guy, I'm not going in for the exactly. hug with you.
1: And there's you know? there's plenty of guys that I respect and that I enjoy and that I'm friends with. I'll bro-hug you guys all the day, all time, you know, all, all day long, but... That is not a requirement in any way, shape, or form. Handshake yeah. it. Yeah. Good game. I'm going to right field to talk to my kids. And now, we're done here.
2: As to the whole, was Dion disrespectful? One, the Dion Sanders experience. I mean, and this goes all the way back <laughs> the what, like 30 that. years yeah. ago to his playing days at Florida State. Yeah. Dion Sanders is an experience unto himself. Dion likes Dion. You know, Mm -hmm. and oh, yeah, there's always going to be a neon Dion primetime, you know, whatever you want to call it. There's going to be a show there's and there's going to be a side show that comes along with Dion. But Jackson State likes the attention. Dion likes the attention. Dion's kid is really good. You know, they're winning a lot of football games since he's been there, but. Was he disrespectful? You know, I read the cut. You know, it's like, you know, we're gonna, it's a money game and, you know, we're gonna put butts in the seats. I mean, it is what it is. It's, I don't have a problem with
1: that. to Be honest with you, I don't have a problem with what Dion said. But if Eddie, if Eddie took offense to it, then okay, whatever, don't give him a bro hug. But I don't have a problem with Dion. He is the ringmaster of the circus. And you know what happens when the circus comes to town.
2: Nobody's talking about swack football if Deion Sanders isn't the head coach and winning the way he's winning.
1: Right. You got it. You got it.
2: All right. I believe this is our last question
1: tonight. All right. If you must, you must.
2: Baltimore Ravens kicker. Oh, yes. on On the subject of shows. Were you watching the game last night when this
1: happened by any chance, or did you I was watching the game when this happened? Okay. I also saw it on the replay, and they had a whole story on him this morning okay. on the Today Show. Like, I mean, a whole like a pre. It was happened before the kick. Wow. But they had a whole thing on him this morning. So okay, yeah.
2: So Ravens kicker Justin Tucker did a little pose for the crowd last night after he booted a 58 yard field goal i mean right. no small feat 58 right. yards yes 58 yards he drills it and he like holds his hands up in the air and, you know and i'm doing it on the video as if to say you know behold my greatness basically is what it was so my question is do you like that kind of borderline cockiness in your kickers
1: absolutely of all the positions on my field, I want my kicker to be cocky as long as he can back it up. Because kicker, you're either the goat or the hero. There's really not a whole lot of in between when you're the kicker. And if you are, if you are a kicker as good as he is, okay, he has, he averages 136 points a year. Okay, that's that's more than any other player. In the history of the NFL, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, man. And he's also the only, the only twenty million dollar kicker out there.
2: He's also the only opera singer. Yes,
1: that is also true. Dollar
2: kicker out there. Like that's what I would actually like to see. They need a microphone on him. <laughs> and when he boots that kick, and he's like, "Oh, solo me," you know. So he needs to build something out for the crowd. He, you know, not just wave the arms in the air. I mean. It's, it's it's not like this is the Cardinals kicker who's shanking the kick off to the right in a clutch moment. You know, not a very, like, did you see that by any chance? I, I flipped over. Like, I've got the ticket, so I flipped over after the Cowboys game was over. And right at that point, it's like 20 to 17. He's kicking to tie it up after, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, screws up the whole situation to begin with. But he's tying, he's kicking to tie it up. And Fox starts showing his pregame kicks. He's like everything off to the right, off to the right, off to the right. Guess what happens? In wide the game, right, off exact to the right. same thing. Wide right, you know, on these short kicks. But it's so it's like it's not like it's not like Justin Tucker is that like he's shanking you know half of his stuff, right. and then on the one that he happens to kick, now he's out there extorting the crowd and you know that
1: whole thing. It's he's, like he can, it go, he can back it up, man.
2: Back it up. Go
1: for it. He, he's exactly. He's the goat. Like, you, I mean, he doesn't have as many Super Bowls as Adam Vinatieri, but he's a better kicker. Yes. And when you're that good, then you know what? It is Run what it, it. is. I, I have no problem with that. You just kick a 58-yard field goal to win the game. Congratulations, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like He's earning every penny of that $20 million.
2: Yep. Upon further review,
1: eight o'clock
2: tonight, Brian yes. asked me, we've mentioned that a few times upon further review we'll be at eight o'clock tonight. so we still have that coming up. I didn't know how to make this a uh a rapid fire question because I wasn't sure if you're going to be able to see it. did you see what happened in the with the Tom Brady sack against the Falcons
1: yesterday? I did not, but I did see people making fun of it so I can only imagine what it looked like.
2: So this dude sacks Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got the ball in his hand. He is sacked. This guy basically, like how would I even describe the tackle? He didn't like try to break Tom Brady in half. He wrapped him (laughs) up and he rolled him to the ground. Okay. And then he got up and walked away. They threw a flag for basically one of the most textbook sacks of a quarterback, like if you are going to 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 show your players how to properly sack a quarterback without getting flagged, that is probably it. They called roughing the passer on really? this guy.
1: I'm watching it right now. Are they saying that he like slung him around and like slammed him into the ground? Like that was I don't know. That was a that was a little bit more than a hug. Like that was I'm sorry. There is no way that Tom Brady even felt that. Oh, that's
2: bad. Uh, well, this initials guy, I don't know what exactly that is. MKO. Like he says it's <laughs> a subjective call, but it's not against the statue. Every call is subjective. <laughs> you know, it's like, what else? Now, some are more textbook than the other. Like, should it be, you know, like... Should there have been two flags thrown at the end of the Kansas TCU game for defensive holding? Yes, there should have. But it's subjective, so the flags were yeah. thrown. I get those. <laughs> I get those.
1: But that was you. – I'm sorry. And I, and I also realize that different players get different kinds of calls. I realize it's Tom Brady. I realize he's like 107 years old. But that sack was not going to hurt Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form. No. So, no, you don't call that. That's terrible. Right. I mean, if
2: we're throwing flags because a guy's a geriatric out there and we're worried he's going to get hurt, you know, because he's
1: taken to the ground, then he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. And this exactly. is a contact sport. Okay. Exactly. Sorry.
2: We were talking about Justin Tucker and Brian J. Irish is something we don't talk about much. Notre Dame punter is something special. And I John saw somebody Sott say very good. John Sott needs to be doing some Conor McGregor. There it is. It's still up there. John Sott needs to be doing the Conor McGregor this Saturday. Now that would be funny. Like if John Sott punts from his own ten, yeah, and rolls one inside the other ten yard line, yeah, and he, well, you know, that goes off important. with you know with the billion dollar strike, I, That would be funny.
1: Look, he was almost too. He had one punt uh, right. He had one punt on Saturday, and it was too good. He out He literally out kicked his coverage. Right. I mean, that was a bomb. Right. I mean, he what a. You want to talk about a transfer pickup like that is a huge waiver wire pickup for yeah. Notre Dame was John Sot and uh, he he is he is playing very very well very very well yep he is like
2: I think you know Blake Groupy's field goal kicking could be a little bit better but otherwise even though we haven't seen
1: he's only missed one
2: well technically he missed another short one but again
1: it got called back. an errant
2: flag bailed him out. And, did. So he's yeah. only missed one. Right. Right.
1: Just saying. I'm defending the kicker. Well,
2: you're right. My point was going to be special teams have been very solid. You know, yeah. I've seen some people kind of taking shots at special teams just because there hasn't been that big spectacular play yet. They've been very solid. They have been. And I think that over time we'll start to see some of that stuff. Yes. I think it's kind of one of those I Brandon Jones is going to
1: break one at some point. You know, yeah. I mean, he's been real close at times. I mean, I'd love to see another Chris Tyree touchdown return. No doubt about it. So, yes, the the I, I think the special teams have been great. Yeah. Unlike before under the last coordinator, who's really having a great year. That is well, I was going to
2: say, that guy down there in Baton Rouge. Having has, a great uh, year. Feeling some heat for the special teams down there. Great so year. <laughs> special teams play lost him the game. <clears throat> Uh, against on Florida the,
1: State, if you remember yeah. that, yeah, that's very true.
2: Yep. All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for tonight. Appreciate you joining us. And again, one more time, upon further review, eight o'clock tonight here on the Old so, Irish Breakdown, forty-two minutes,
1: TV. people, probably more yes. like forty-seven. But <laughs> tune right. in eight o'clock upon further review. Uh, Brian and Ryan are going to break it down with with the film and and have a have a lot of fun with that.
2: Yep, absolutely. Again, don't forget, if you would, hit the like button, rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. Appreciate you stopping in today. We've got a lot of stuff, of course, all week, every week that we're going to talk about Mailbag. On Wednesday, got a Stanford a beat writer coming up later in the week. People liked the BYU beat writer last week, so uh, we'll have the Stanford guy coming up later this week. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to jump into some deeper Drew Pine conversation. So we've got that coming up on tomorrow's show as well. Love it. Can't so we'll wait. Talk to you then. Again, upon further review, 8 o'clock tonight. Peace out. We will talk to you tomorrow. I B Nation Sports Talk. Thanks for coming!